So we're going to have some time just in the word, continuing in our hospitality series in third John. Okay, I'll, I'll do some teaching, then Pastor Wagi will get up and give us our second principle of hospitality. So to we, we probably, Wagi, probably need to figure out how we're going to do translation. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have that set up, obviously, yet. You can just translate the teaching over there right now if you want. And then... Yeah. Yeah. And we have and we have translation equipment. So it, it all depends on do we have the people to help translate and that sort of a thing. So we'll get that figured out in time. Yeah, but today, if you just want to translate and then um your small this table small group will now be in Arabic. So praise the Lord. How, how by the way, how cool is that? Just just saying, God is good. It's it's cool. That does fit into our fit into our our teaching a little bit today too. So, Christine, can you hand me my coffee, please? So, all right. Well, let's open open your Bibles to the book of Third John. Okay. Open your Bibles to the book of the the epistle of Third John, and then. We were out of third John last week, okay, because we took a break and we did just a, a one week break on the quiet time. You guys remember that? Okay, so one thing we saw last week is that as we spend time with God in our quiet times, one thing we do is we set our affections on things above. We're focusing on who we are in Christ, not so much who we are on the earth. What that does, because God is enough, and that was a perfect song, Mike, because God is enough, that sets us free from the bondage that comes from focusing on things of this world. So we can enter our quiet time, and we're no longer needy because we met with the one who satisfies our souls, and then we can enter our day and just stay in that place, just abide with him all day long. And isn't that just that easy? No, it's not that easy. Okay, I did not have any time this last, any problems this last week drawing near to God in my quiet time. But it seemed like as soon as I said amen and closed my book and walked away from the sunrise, illuminating the word of God, just it was nothing but like pitfalls and slippery slopes and traps and, and conflicts and just things that were drawing me away from that place I just spent the last two hours getting into. Anyone else notice that? That even if you were able to draw near to God, it's, it's, we don't necessarily abide with him because we're reactive. Okay, so part of our quiet time, before you close your Bible and say amen and walk away, part of your quiet time needs to be the recognition that we are about to enter into that dry and thirsty land. So we need to quiet ourselves. That is, make yourself like that calm sea that isn't stirred up and full of waves. 
Titus might, might talk about it as sobriety. If any of you have studied being sober, I'm not going to let myself get all stirred up. I'm not going to react. I'm just going to stay under the shadow of his wing. Okay. If you and I do not prepare to do that, we probably aren't going to do it. So part of your quiet time. So continue to draw near to him. Seek his face. He is the wellspring of everlasting life to the satisfaction of your soul. But before you close the book and say, amen, just be like, okay, Lord, I realize I'm about to get drawn away in my flesh. So does that make sense? So make sure you're doing that in your quiet times and, and have a quieting preparation for the day. Okay, we are in 3 John verse 8, which reads this. We therefore, because these guys are out doing the work of the Lord, we therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers of the truth. Okay, can I just say this about you guys, about the Living Well Class Fellowship? I love your heart for others. I love that. I hear from other pastors talking about their churches or their groups, whatever. I hear them say things like, you know what? People come into my church and nobody welcomes them and nobody says hi. They just come in, they sit, they get up and they leave. And it's like, well, I guess we went to church sort of like, but nobody, okay, that is not going to happen here. That is not going to happen with you guys. There's no way someone's going to come in here and not know anybody and not, and then they're going to leave the same way. And I just love that. I love your heart for people. What we're, we're going to see today is that bodies are made up of many parts, each which work with other parts of the body to do what the head tells it to do. Your head tells your body to get up and walk over and get coffee, right, Christine? And then, and then what happens? Like her, her feet have to like, well, how does her foot move? Well, it's the muscles and the thigh and the hips and the everything. Like a whole bunch of body parts have to function together for you to do anything that your head tells you to do, right? Well, that's that's how the body is. Now, some bodies, some bodies limp along while others thrive. And I'm not talking about your body, like, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Because there's been times when all you did was just limp along. Other bodies thrive. And so, so what we're going to see is all the body parts have to do their part. And so let's be a body that thrives, okay? It's just our choice. Are we going to be a body that thrives? Or are we going to be a body that just kind of limps along until Christ comes back? And I think we're going to be a body that thrives. Well, praise the Lord. Okay, so let's look at it. We, therefore, ought to receive such, talking about those missionaries, that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. Lord, open the eyes of our understanding. The verse starts with, we therefore. This is the Apostle John, okay, writing a letter to Gaius, and he says, we. He doesn't say you ought to be fellow helpers of the truth, and he doesn't say I ought to be a fellow helper of the truth. He says, we therefore. And so here's our first point for study. There is no they. There is no they. Have you heard that before? First, there's only us. Okay, so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. 
ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. All right, so the body of Christ is the church. When Christ ascended, he took his body, he took his words, he took his spirit, but he left us his words. He left us his spirit and he left us his body, which actually is us. This, we are the body of Christ and members in particular. So you guys knew that, right? We know there's one body that's made up of many different parts. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Okay. Keep going. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, okay? And you could turn there if you want. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant, Paul says. And so that you won't be ignorant, he wrote some stuff that you need to know. Ignorant isn't dumb. Ignorant is you just don't know because no one told you. So thank you, Paul. We, we don't want to be ignorant either. So what do we need to know regarding spiritual gifts? Here's the thing for today. Ready? The manifestation of the Spirit, regardless of so spiritual gifts, is given to every man, okay, every single person who is born again is gifted by God. That means if you are born again, you are gifted by God. Okay, who's born again? Okay. Who is gifted by God? Okay. If you're born again and your hand was raised, then you need to keep it raised because God, the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Now, this profit with all, it just means you're gonna you're gonna work with all the rest of us. Now, okay, so let's just put it all together. The body, we are the body and we are different members. All the members are gifted by God to do the work that that particular member is supposed to do. That word member just means body part. Okay? So you are part of this body. God has put people in the church as it pleased him. And so you are, if you are born again, if you are here, you are gifted by God to be part of the work that we're doing here. Okay? It, it, this all makes sense, right? Okay, well, here's the problem, is that people sometimes don't function as if they're gifted by God to profit with all, and the reason why is our culture. We grew up in a church culture which has a great omission. So we talk about the Great Commission, right? You guys need to know about the Great Omission in our church culture, because we fall victim to it if we don't know it otherwise. So let's go to the next slide. The great omission is the church's failure to recognize and or implement this spiritual reality through biblical discipleship. What spiritual reality? Well, the one where you're the body of Christ and members in particular gifted by God to do the work of the body. Churches aren't doing that. They're not helping the, the members of the body grow up into maturity where they can do the part that God has gifted them to do. So the Great Commission is not accomplished because members are not encouraged, equipped, and enabled. Pastors, listen, you guys, how sad is this? 
Pastors are just holding services and people are just attending them. And that's what passes for church in America. Boo. Shame on us. Lukewarm. I want to spew us out of my mouth. That is not the design of God that, that, that pastors are just trying to be slick and awesome and hold services. And then people just want to attend them and then go back and they do whatever they want with their entire lives. Meanwhile, God has handed out spiritual gifts to the end that we might be part of the mission that he's given us. Okay, so here's our key takeaway from this point. Be the solution to problems that you see in our ministry. Midtown Baptist Temple, living well class. You guys, there's a thousand things wrong. Okay, but how backwards is it that people would leave a fellowship because they see the problems that they are the solution for? I don't think the room is set up very well, says the person that God sent here to help set up the room. You know, the AV, the, 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 the live stream sound quality is poor says the person whose job it is to fix the live stream sound quality. It's so funny. To, it's not funny. It's sad. But people will leave a fellowship. See, God shows them the problem so that, because they are to be the solution. And people will leave a fellowship because of that problem. How backwards is that? So here's our key takeaway. Be the solution to the problems that you see here. You see problems that other people don't see because God has gifted you to be the solution. Other people see other problems that you don't see. But when we all work together, when we all work together, then we get the things uh, done that God wants us to do. Okay, so the verse says, we therefore ought to. We ought to do this, not you want to. Sometimes we forget that, that the Lord is the Lord. And my want to overrides his you ought to. And I'm like, oh, God, I've been acting like I'm the Lord of my life instead of you're the Lord of my life. Oh, Lord, save me from myself. I know where that leads. I don't want to go back out to the wilderness for another decade. Please help me to just trust you. Okay, so it's our obligation to do our part. Now think about it, just what we've covered so far. Okay, let's say we've got two feet and two legs and two knees and two thighs, and we just got everything we need to move around, right? And that's what God's given us. But then one of the foot says, well, I don't, I don't want to. He disregards what he ought to do. Mike, that's so bad. You don't, okay. Because what he wants to do doesn't yet line up with what he ought to do. It's just a process of spiritual maturity. God wants us to function by faith. But if he, if we only have two feet and you're one of them, man, you ought to show up because otherwise we're just limping along. It changes things when you recognize that God has gifted you to be part of the body, to profit with all. Make sense? Okay. So we're going to, Wagi will get up and give us a, a principle here in a little bit regarding 
receiving those who are sent in terms of just hospitality, but let's move on for the sake of time. We are to be fellow helpers. Okay, that means we got to do it together. Now the blank says we blank to fulfill our roles together. Now it just depends on how you're wired. We get to fulfill our roles together. It says like the extrovert dog person. We have to fulfill our roles together, says the, have you, have you heard cat and dog theology? Have you guys seen that? There's, it's a thing, cat and dog theology. The cat says, you feed me, you love me, you pet me, you let me in and out, you play with me, I must be God. The dog says, you feed me, you love me, you play with me, you let me in and out, you must be God. So all you cat people, I'm not saying you're all evil, I'm not saying that, but just, okay, so what do you put in the blank? Well, it just depends how you're wired. If you're, a, if you're an introvert, it may be, oh, man, this is God's design. We have to fulfill the role God gave us together. Or if you're like, like I love getting together with my friends. Like, you're going to be like, I, we get to do it. So I'll just let you fill in the blank. In our Tuesday night prayer service, Sam recently mentioned, he said, our relationships in Christ work. Okay, and that, there's, there's a double meaning there. It's a double entendre, kind of, not, not directly, but anyway, so, so it's true in two ways. The relationships between people who are in fellowship with God is a good relationship. Okay, 1 John chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write unto you that your joy may be full. Fellowship together with God, there's joy in that. Those relationships work. Good relationship. That's one meaning to it. However, the more important relationship, the, the more important meaning for that is our relationships work is because it is as we work together that we actually have functionality. For my hand to work requires muscles from my forearm. Okay, it's not the hand muscles that, that grip mostly, right? For my elbow to bend, it requires muscles and nerves and blood supply all crossing this joint. The elbow isn't a thing, really, right? The elbow is only where two different parts of the body come together. The arm and the forearm come together, and it forms a joint. But all it is is where two parts of the body come together. It's a relationship. But it's across that relationship that we get movement. It is literally where the parts of the body come together that we get mobility and functionality. Does that make sense? Okay, that's what God designed. You can't do what God has gifted you to do without the rest of us because you're just one part of a body. But the body can't function unless you do your part. So we need each other. So it's only by working together that we can function as part of the body of Christ. And so Ephesians, okay, so God's design is that we work together. That's what goes in the blank, okay? Ephesians 4, 15 and 16, but speaking the truth in love, 
we may grow up into him, Christ is the head, in all things, your part, my part, your gifting, my gifting, the feet, the knees, the hands, every part comes together, matures until the head can lead the body and everything's functional. So Christ is the head from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. We just had our anatomy and physiology lesson on how movement occurs across a joint. So that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working and the measure of every part. Look at this. Maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. When you do your part and I do my part as God has gifted me and we're all working together to do our parts in love because we have to like forbear and for okay, it's going to take love. That's when the body edifies itself. It grows itself. Does this make sense? Okay. So we all need to find our fit. Nobody just comes in and sits. There is no body part that doesn't take part, isn't a part. We have to make sure we do not fall victim to the great omission. The great omission is you come in, you sit there, and then you get up and leave in the end, and maybe you just criticize what everyone else did. Maybe you learn something. Maybe you grow. But, but listen, the great omission is the body isn't doing the work of the body. That's why missions isn't keeping up. Missionaries are going, but they're not planning churches and making disciples. They're holding services. Now, I'm generalizing. But guys, the church of Laodicea, the last church age, fails. Like at the rapture, Christ is like, am I going to find faith on the earth when I come back? Do not fall for the great omission. Okay, here's key takeaway number two. On November 6th, our service in here will be a time to catch up, okay? Including testimonies, reports of new discipleship relationships, to hear how foundations or LFBI is going, to meet with new members of the Living Well class. What am I talking about? Well, Christine and I are going to be gone for a month in October for missions work in Nairobi. Wagi and Lois are going to be in Egypt. They're going to be gone a lot of the month of October. Okay, body of Christ. Like I spend time praying for you guys every week. I spend time in the word every week. We, we pray, we prepare. Who's going to do that while we're gone? Well, you are. As the body of Christ, you're going to come together. You're going to, all of you, as God has gifted you, you're going to assemble together. You're going to pray. You're going to evangelize. You're going to disciple. You're going to teach. You're going to, you're going to pray. You're going to do all the things that the body does. What? Unto the edifying of itself in love. And here's the thing I'm excited for. Okay. When we're gone, and, and we do a lot of the work. Guess what's going to happen? Someone else has to do all the work. And guess what? God has gifted you to do that. I'm actually excited to hear what God does in and through you as you edify yourself in love. I can't wait to hear about the people that got saved here while we were off doing missions work there. When I was teaching in Kidtown, I used to teach in Kidtown all the time. We used to run Kidtown. 
and I'd be teaching and I'd have like a, a, a teacher I was training. Every once in a while, I would just like be like, oh man, I, I got to go. You've got the class. Here you go. I got to go do something else. And sometimes there was really something. Sometimes I just wanted to see what they would do. It's like, man, and, and the teacher would be like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know. And I'm like, no, you got it. It's your class now. Ready, go. And they would have to step up and fulfill that role. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's times in my ministry development where Sam was out of the state and there'd be like the worst tragedy imaginable. And I'm at the ER all night with a family who just lost somebody. And it's like, oh man, I had never done that before in terms of a pastoral ministry. I'd done as a doctor, but not as a like pastoral ministry. Well, God gave me what I needed. And here's what I think. And here's what I know. If you'll do the work of the body as God had God has gifted you, it'll be greatly encouraging, not just for the rest of the body, but for you personally. This is where people get addicted to the ministry when they trust God and God starts to use you in these different ways. So I'm just, I can't wait to see that. You guys see the edification of this body and love as we all do our parts. So you got to find your fit. You got to see where you fit in and let's work together to edify this body in love. In terms of our hospitality series, Wagi, can you come and, and give us a principle for hospitality? And then break us up into, into small groups. Yes. Yeah, I'm missing you for it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, thank you. Thank you, Chris, for the, uh, uh, for the uh, uh, series that we are going through the fellowship and uh, i can tell you uh, fellowship in the church is is very very important uh <clears throat> for the growth of the church uh, uh because uh, if we come hear the, the teaching or preaching and then go with no fellowship uh, i can tell you uh, yesterday when we have fellowship meal with the family, what a blessing! We enjoyed. Uh, yeah, what we did, we eat. Uh, you see the point here. Uh, uh, and uh, allow me to speak some Arabic while I'm sharing, so I can uh, speak to uh, Rukus and Wissam. Their Arabic is very little, so <laughs> their English is very little. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm just a uh, uh, fellowship is very important and part of the fellowship it is the hospitality الشركه مع بعضينا مهمه قوي للنمو والشركه دي اساسها كلمه عربيه بنسميها الضيافه حسن الضيافه لو لو if you remember what is the last uh, the first principle I, I shared you for the hospitality. Do you remember? Oh, my Lord. Huh? Yeah. The first principle I shared you a couple weeks ago. Time. Time. Nana, a dick what? Nana, tam a tussle feek. The ganib muhim for the offer. Is very important elements in the hospitality. So, uh, yeah, I can tell you what what a blessing time when we spend time with Rob and Mary. 
Uh, sometimes we just study very little, but we spend more time eating and talking and praying and joking, but we enjoy. Uh, uh, I remember the time when I disciple Rukus and Usam, and every time I, I go to disciple them in their home overland park, 45 minutes driving. <laughs> Then what a blessing uh, with Sam is preparing some snacks or, or meal. And while we are studying, we talk and uh, study time. And I can tell you guys, time, the only thing you cannot redeem. Mm -hmm. Let me say the example. Uh, uh, today is the 9-18-22. I will never, ever have the same day in my life, 9822. فلو في حاجة المفروض أعملها وما عملتهاش خسرتها خلاص. Are you with me? Uh, sometimes we just uh, very بخيل uh, يعني. Uh, sometimes I I just uh, I don't like to to give a minute to say hi to Christine. Can you imagine that? Yeah, it is just mean hi. How are you? Give me a hug. I'm busy. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, well, even we do this with our children, with our kids, with our grandkids. Uh, I will, uh, before I jump to the second uh, element, I remember uh, a story having, I heard it from Josh McDonald uh, during my minister with the Campus Crusade for Christ. He visited us in, in Egypt. And while we are talking, he said, uh, uh, I, was, uh, I have a, a, a contract to finish a book. So I, am, I was very busy. So I asked my wife uh, to keep the children uh, and just let me concentrate on my, my desk so I can finish the book. And uh, then uh, uh, one of the, the kids came and uh, uh, I did not give him time. So somebody told him, Josh, you know, your child, when he will grow up, he will not need your lap to sit on. So even you are very busy, don't forget to give time for this situation because if you snooze, you lose it forever. ااا زي أحيانا ما بنديش وقت لولادنا ف أو حتى إن إحنا يعني احتياجاتهم في الوقت المناسب فلما بتعدي فرصة مطلوبة مني إن أنا أعملها وخسرت الوقت خلاص مش هتيجي تاني الفرصة دي. Today I would like to give you the second elements of the hospitality. نارد عايز أديكم تاني مبدأ من مبادئ الضيافة. And if you uh, don't mind, uh, open uh, uh, with, with me the book of Matthew, uh, 
انجيل متى انجيل متى اصحاح 14 شابتر 14 سو ماثيو 14 And I will read verse uh, 14 too. So Matthew 14, starting from verse 14 and uh, the following verses. Ishah Matta, Ishah 14, وَهَبْدَعَارَ مِنْ عَدَدَ 14 وَالْآيَةِ الْبَعْدِيَةِ فَلَمَّا خَرَجَ يَسُوَعَ I'm reading in Arabic. Uh, so just follow with me in your English Bible. Uh, verse 14, فَلَمَّا خَرَجَ يَسُوَعَ أَبْصَرَ جَمْعًا كَثِيرًا فتحنن عليهم وشاف مرضاهم ولما صار المساء تقدم لي تلاميذ قالين الموضع خلاء والوقت قد مضى اصرف الجموع لقي يمضوا للقرى ويبتعوا لهم طعاما verse 16 فقال لهم يسوع لا حاجة لهم أن يمضوا أعطوهم أنتم ليأكلوا أعطوهم أنتم ليأكلوا and uh, I just would like to uh, take uh, one word from uh, uh, from uh, uh, this uh, verse. So, uh, 16, but Jesus said unto them, they need not depart. Give ye them to eat. Hey, guys. Sometimes, you know, uh, I, I can read here, uh, it looks like Jesus telling them, no, it's not the hospitality. They are our guests. They came to hear me. No need for them to go to get food. It is our responsibility. <laughs> I can read this in this, especially uh, in, in Matthew, he, he uh, uh, record this they need not depart uh, because we have the same evidence in the other uh, gospels uh, uh, but uh, Matthew uh, make it clear here that Jesus said they need not depart to buy food to, to get food for themselves ye it is yours, our responsibility. Ye give them to, to eat. Uh, yeah. So now think for the hospitality. If you have a guest, uh, sometimes we very rare even to, to offer uh, or to think for for the meal, especially if if not in the the meal's time, uh, uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. No, uh, you can ask. You don't know what the situation for your visitor. <laughs> Probably he is starving, but uh, uh, just ask him. Uh, would you like to have something to eat? Food. And if you you look to the Bible. You can see the food in every situation of the hospitality. Abraham, our father, when he see uh, he saw 
uh, his, his guest is coming. He bowed down, asked them, come, and he prepared a meal for them. And what meal he prepared? The best meal. الاكل انك تقدم اكل او تعزم حد على الاكل ده حاجه من التعليم من الكتاب المقدس بصوره واضحه انه حتى الرب يسوع هنا بيقول لهم لا هم انتم مش محتاجين تخلوا الجموع اللي موجوده يروح يجيبوا اكل لا انتوا ادوا لهم ياكلوا دول ضيوف عندنا كانه كانه بيقول لهم ها دول ضيوفنا ازاي نخلي الضيوف تمشي من غير اكل آآ آآ وابونا ابراهيم لما الثلاث رجال جم وسجد ليهم وقال لهم لازم تيجوا عمل وليمه حتى ذبح افضل اكل عنده افضل حيوانات عنده The way of providing the food is very important The way of providing the, the food and the hospitality is, is very, very important, not the type of the food. Doesn't matter uh, protein or whatever, whatever you have at home. Let's see here, uh, uh, Mike. Mike is my friend and Diana is my friend. So uh, Diana came to our home And then I said, Diana, you can eat this. <laughs> can you see the idea? Or would you like to eat this? <laughs> She is better than me. <laughs> She said, yes. <laughs> But Diana, would you like to have something to eat? You see the, the way of providing the food. Or Uh, uh, let's say run to Lois. Lois, oh, they come. Whoa, do you think oh, we'll feed them? Oh my God, they, they come to eat. Just murmuring what we heard Sam today is still speaking about the murmuring. Oh, no, it, you know, every day they come only every time they come, they come at noon. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> There is a, uh, a young, <laughs> there's uh, two young men who've been coming to our apartment that the church rents in Nairobi. And they just started coming and they'll eat the food and they'll sleep on the couches. But both of those young men have now accepted Christ and are part of the Bible study group. So it, they were taking advantage. Yeah, it's better. Of yeah. But it ended up to their salvation. <clears throat> it, the food, the way of the food, is, is you know, it is just a, By the way, the resources, don't worry about the resources you have, because God provides. No, Matilawish, Bursus, and Landukum, and Lamandukum, she'll learn the lobby said that the Lahtiget. A lobby said that 
وما فيش أزمة خالص يعني كم مرة أنا أقدر أحكي لكم عن عن أمور عظيمة من رب. So time and food. فالوقت وال والطعام. عنصرين مهمين في الضيافة. عنصرين مهمين في الضيافة. I amazed here. I said for the resources because Jesus asked them, "Ye give them into atum liyakulu." فلو ما عندناش ما عندكم حاجة خالص. No, we have only five loaves and two fish. That's fine. Bring them. Yeah, let's provide what we have, and then the results is more blessing. So the way. Trusting of of God that He will provide, and no no what do you call that? No, don't be shy if you are providing what we have. If you are thinking it is not, it is less. No, this is what you have. So I would like to stop, but I would like you to think with me for these two elements, time and food. Uh, uh, for the time and food, last, uh, uh, last uh, couple of weeks, I gave you homework to do to find a friend. Uh, you need to call him and uh, uh, a long time you did not meet or visit him and start just to speak to him. Uh, as uh, Chris said that his, we will be out of town or out or overseas for a month. Uh, uh, so I encourage you, enjoy the hospitality in a practical way. Uh, uh, if you meet somebody new in the church, Introduce yourself to him and ask him, I would like to take you for lunch whenever we can arrange that. Would you like to arrange this for next week? Take the, the, the first, uh, what the first step, somebody did that. <laughs> uh, and uh, use this time just to, to show the love of Christ. Uh, uh, what I love, one of the things I love about my wife, that is uh, uh, her, her fridge is always, or her home is always ready. My, my, uh, my daughter-in-law, Christine, uh, 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 when uh, uh, sometimes they came and uh, uh, they said, uh, uh, yeah, we, we, we will eat. So Christine, why Lois tell him, told her, why not to tell me to, to prepare some more food? So she opens the fridge. No, there is no food. This is so and so and so. You have all of this and no food. In 1983, I was in, in, in Jordan working in Aqua Marina Hotel. Uh, and. Uh, one day I was in, uh, have, uh, in the coffee shop and somebody come to, to ask to beg, for, ask for money. 
So I asked him, uh, what do you need? He said, uh, I have no job. He is not uh, Jordanian. He came to Jordan to work and he has no job, has no money, and he did not eat for uh, three days. Uh, so I took him, I had lunch with him, and I went to the hotel I used to uh, sleep uh, at the time I arrived to Jordan before I start working in Aqua Marina Hotel. And I booked a room for him. And I told them, yeah, I will spend the night uh, with, with him. Uh, so uh, double room, uh, double beds in, in this room. And uh, I, I paid for it. And then in the morning, he get up early and he rubbed my money from the table and he left. So yeah, but I can tell you, I'm telling you that not because the, to, to get the, the on now, I'm just telling you the receptionist knows me. So I went to the receptionist, where is the, the person that is staying with me? He said, he came in the morning and he left and he said, I'm leaving and uh, when I get up, just uh, uh, to tell you that he, he left already. So he asked me, did he rub anything from you? Yeah, okay, yeah, he rubbed some money, but that's fine. And I discovered next month, I have more money, more tip from the hotel than ever in, in my life. Uh, you know, just to do in a biblical way and trust God will provide the rest. Time and food. Time and food. Any questions about that? Had عنده أي تساؤل بخصوص اللي أنا شاركته معكم؟ I think instead of a small group, we can just do one big. Like you can just we can okay. see if people have comments, questions, mm -hmm. things that God would show them. And okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, let me as a hospitality uh, during our trip, uh, uh, I was in Egypt. Me, Chris, Berno. And in uh, the, our way to Alexandria, we met some friends, my friends, and we, we met and we have a big meal. So Chris told me, uh, 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 let me cover this meal, Wagi. And he covered all the meal. It is a type, even, you know, the attitude of the hospitality. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Uh, so enjoy, enjoy to think about it other people and uh, doesn't matter they are in need or not, you are showing the love of Christ to them. This is the issue, uh, you, you know? Yeah, okay. Any questions, any comments, any, yes. Yeah. I want to be um, 
and go out to lunch with people and take them out to lunch. Yeah. But um, I just, I, but I also want to be able to go do my job the next day and be able to keep my home because I'm, I don't want to be sick. Yeah. Yeah. So um, all the balance there, but for God to show me. Amen. Amen. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, had yes. Yeah, but the, in the book of Daniel, the issue is the uh, uh, the sacrifice for the idols. Uh, different concept. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We, there is a hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I told you, you will be a pastor in future. I never think about this in hospitality. And Jesus is, you know, he is planning for a big meal for us with him. Wow. <laughs> wow. Food. <laughs> That's a good point. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rokus. Yeah. Any other? We, we, let's, let's talk. Don't be shy. Share anything you think about the food and time in hospitality. So pray for, for wisdom and for uh, Diane, for uh, the, her sensitive to some food. Uh, Yes. say this if we don't take time you guys and we're not sharing food I, I think we're missing out huh. I, I do I think we're missing out and um, I don't know as we pray for wisdom maybe we need to have a meal together periodically maybe the living law class so we we say amen now, but then we we like the crockpots are over here, and we have a we have a meal together or something and hang out. I don't know. I, I yeah, think that's something that we. I think inviting people to that would be super cool. Like, hey, this is our 
fifth Sunday. This is our fourth week, like whatever we figure out. But that's a week where we're really focused on applying these principles. We're taking time to love on each other. Um, but then we're, that's also like, hey, this is invitation week. This is what we've been praying for. This wow. is the yeah. week when the Arabic Fellowship and Living Well Fellowship come together and have our big, like, like I don't know. We ought to figure out how to apply these principles practically together as a class. Yeah. There's a reason potlucks are so good. Because mm -hmm. everyone is gifted to profit with all. So the deviled eggs and the, that chocolate cake and that mm. chicken enchiladas, and like whatever you make, it all comes together. And it's. Uh, anyway. I have an idea. Okay. And let's vote for it. Yeah. Uh, the four of us, Chris, Christine, Lois and myself will be out of our uh, overseas for a month. Let's uh, uh, arrange to have uh, this uh, meal as soon as we come back. So to celebrate our trip and uh, to you start invite somebody that we will have a meal in this date. Uh, Christine is the talent IT person, so tell us when we can do that. First Sunday we're back is November. Well, that's during our birthday. We want to do it a little farther back. Yeah, that's fine. The church's yeah. birthday is 20th of November. So we're making a Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Sunday? Okay. Okay. Okay, guys, did you hear that? Write it in your calendar right now. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, save the time. Sunday 20th, we will have living well Thanksgiving celebration. And enjoy time together and enjoy meal together. And uh, we will start to work, uh, you know, the details as soon as we come back by God's grace. Okay? And uh, I think Sam can lead us in this arrangement. She can see. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, otherwise all of us will eat donuts. <laughs> uh, did you hear that, Farid? Uh, ready for it? Please tell Amra also uh, that uh, 20th, we will have a meal together uh, here celebrating our trips and our uh, time together and uh, Thanksgiving. Thank you. And Berno will be here. We'll ask him to bring German chocolate. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so uh, I think we are out of time. Uh, let me pray and uh, Pastor Best will dismiss us. Father, thank you so much that you are, in, uh, during your time in, on earth, a good example for the hospitality. Wow, you fed thousands of people out of uh, five loaves and two fishes. What a blessing 
when we we give what we we have for your glory you bless it and multiply it and uh, uh, just you get all the glory and the honor uh, love you so much and uh, father uh, we trust that you help every one of us uh, to to reflect what we we learned here for the hospitality in our jobs with our neighbor uh, in, in the church uh, even walking in the street and if you give us a chance to meet somebody to invite for a cup of coffee and share your good news with him in Jesus name I pray amen